Hey guys, it's Cody Ahern uh, with your weekly BIM with the BIMJAS podcast. We're here live in Arizona at the Local 359 Sheet Metal Workers Apprenticeship. We got Al Blanco, we got Tom Morrison, and our owner Michael Pear. We're going to go ahead and let Al introduce himself for you. I'm Al Blanco. I'm the training director for the Arizona Sheet Metal Apprenticeship of Smart Local Union 359. I'm a 29-year um, member. Tom Morrison, been in the trade almost 33 years now. New instructor here, geared towards the BIM side of things and technology in general. Right on. Yep. So I'm Michael Parent, owner of MLP Consulting. I've worked with these guys my whole career, and uh, being here at the apprenticeship is kind of nostalgic, man. It's just, uh, it's cool just being back here. And these guys, like we were talking earlier, they've always had my back. I've got their back. We're a brotherhood here, so it's it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Mike's uh, brought me over here a few times, and I mean, I've shaken hands with Al and Tom, and I've worked on projects with Tom and. This guy Al here, he's a great guy. I mean, every one of his students, he's got their back. He makes sure they're taken care of. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about him, great things about this place. Uh, if you're looking for, you know, a new career, new opportunity, you know, just want to get a job where you where you feel like you're important, this is definitely the place to start if you're looking for it. Um, it's a great place, and I'm sure Al can tell you a lot more about what they offer, and we're going to get into a lot of that. I'll let him kind of go over what we're going to be talking about today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're a five-year apprenticeship. We're earn while you learn. So, I mean, you go to school, and you go to work, and you're still going to get a paycheck. You're going to get the full medical benefits from healthcare to optical and dental, for not just for yourself, but for your family at zero cost. Also, we offer an excellent um, starting wage package. You know, today, uh, apprentice comes in the apprenticeship, they're going to start at 19.19 per hour. Wow. So that, that is a great, great opportunity and the ability to keep moving forward with that pay. So every year you would get a, a pay increase until you graduate from the apprenticeship. And if you were to graduate today, um, your pay would be um, $40.82 per hour plus the healthcare package. So it, it's a great opportunity to um, start something off for your future. Yeah, it's very awesome, and it's not just a job anymore. I mean, we have a career going. Like Al said, he's been in here almost 30 years. I'm 33 years. It's not just uh, flipping burgers at Burger King. And it's an exciting time to be an apprentice in general. It's, it's not just about hanging ducks. As you'll see here shortly, we're embracing all the latest technology. So we'll train you in CAD, Revit, you know, Trimble. We got robots doing stuff now. It's a very exciting time. That's cool. Can I tell a story? Go I don't know it. where this came from, but it just popped into my head. So we're at USAA, right? And this was, I don't know, 15 years ago? I don't know if you remember this. So after um, after the, after my twins were born, I got snipped, right? A bisectomy. <laughs> this was on a Friday. So Monday, I come into work, and Blanco calls me up on the radio, and he's like, Mike, I need you to come out here. I'm like, dude, I'm a little sore. Can I, like, wait? <laughs> he goes, no, dude, I need you to come out here. Do you remember this? <laughs> I was like, keep going. I was like, I was like, all right, all right. I was like, dude, do I really need to come out? Cause I'm kind of sore. You know, I'm sitting on peas over here, frozen peas. Um, he's like, yeah, I need you to come out. So it's like a quarter mile walk to come out. He's like, you gotta look at these air handlers. So I make it out there and I'm just sweating from the pain, right? I get the Blanca, I'm like, so what's up, dude? What do you need? He goes, I just wanted to see if you'd come out. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. That sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Mike, you're really selling these uh, these new guys on being an apprentice here. You know? <laughs> 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 Mike is my buddy. Yeah. I don't remember that story, but I have, if he said that it, it's true. Yeah. But th this is um, the camaraderie, yeah. the love we have for one another, and, and it don't sound like it, but there is. And and I worked with Mike a lot over the years, and you know the times I worked with him, he is the best of the best. And um, for him to start his own company. That, that was exciting news and and uh, be successful as he is is exciting news and for us to venture into BIM because there was a, a need for um, BIM and sh um, personnel because there's a shortage of BIM people and not only do you don't have to operate the computer or the equipment if it's um, the Trimble or if it's um, a Feral 3D scanner or any other type of equipment we got to know how to repair it so we got to be technical and, and repair it, and that's what's gonna set us apart from other, um, other trades or other people to keep our, our um, employment going. And, and there is a big need and demand for BIM guys all over the country, not just here. 
And, it, and if you're able to master that, you have a job for a lifetime and you're gonna be very, very successful and you're gonna make a lot, a lot of money out there in, in this industry. And BIM is just one aspect of what we offer. You, that term sheet metal worker, we have 15 different um, career paths you can go into. There's um, testing, adjusting, and balancing. There's tab. There's um, just being a plain sheet metal worker installer. Um, there's service work that we do. How about foreman, general foreman, superintendent, business owner, project manager, project engineer, mm -hmm. safety, and I could just keep going on and on. Welders. How many, um, and, and welding, how many jobs that we're doing. Even welding <coughs> has changed over time. We're into VR, virtual reality, just like kids wanna play these virtual reality games. Well, oh, we're yeah. using that technology for um, teaching and we have it here with this um, um, HoloLens helmet here from Trimble. And, and we're just, and it's just going to keep advancing and keep getting better, and and the opportunities are endless, and it's a great time for um, for somebody that's in into the um, technical aspect of the industry. Not only do we need to use our hands, but we got to use computers and technology. And that's what I was alluding to too. How it's really an exciting time to be an apprentice nowadays, just to have all this technology at your disposal. And I was going to add, we don't just stop when you complete your apprenticeship. We have journeyman upgrade classes. We just did one a couple weeks ago. You know, one of our contractors was needing a call for this here um, Trimble, and we did an all-day class, you know, of five people, and we were able to fill that call. So it's an ongoing thing, which it's continuous education, and we offer that. So you're telling me that these five guys came in one day, day before that, they didn't know how to use a Trimble day after they did? They did, so not, you know, we don't teach them to master it, but... But they're dangerous enough to do the points. The they were able to fill the call, and they were, in, all of a sudden, they were employed at doing Trimble. So yeah, it was you're, great. You're not going to find that value anywhere else. I mean, that's cool. Trimble can't even provide you with that. So yeah. that's, that's pretty fantastic. I mean, from talking to you before we kind of got into this, Tom, it sounds like you got a lot set up for us. Uh, be sure to check out all the videos. We're going to have four parts. Uh, first, we're going to come over here. We got the Trimble set up, Feral Laser Scanner, uh, basically the entire uh, field setup. You had a name for it. What was it, Tom? So it's a field technology center we have over here. So it's like a mobile command unit, if you will. That's pretty cool. So yeah. that'll be part one, and then we're going to work our way into part two, into the actual sheet metal shop, where they have all these old school techniques uh, that I think Al and Mike probably did back when they started, you know, when dinosaurs were roaming the planet. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to show us the old school way of doing things, since yeah. we're all stuck in our computers now. Yeah. And then after that, in part three, we're going to head over to test and balancing. They call it TAB. And from there, we're going to get to go to the weld shop and see the virtual welder that Tom was talking about earlier. So we got a lot of great stuff coming. Be sure to check out all four parts. Give us a like, share the video, share the podcast, tell your friends. Uh, BIM with the BIMJAs, we're looking forward to it. Mike, Tom, Al, anything else? No. If you're looking for an exciting career and you're up for the challenge, um, give us a call at the Arizona Sheet Metal Apprenticeship Office, 602-275-6511, and, and we would gladly to assist and help you out and start off on a new career. Thank you. And I have sent Mike and Cody here the, a brochure that we have. You guys will have it in your link or your description or something. Perfect. So uh, I'm excited to get into this fair, though, so let's, let's get to it. All right. Cool. We got a new guest with us, Jeff Hawley. What's your title over here at the, at the hall, actually, Jeff? Um, I'm actually the business manager, financial secretary, treasurer for Local 359. I will not remember that. But Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just starting. I've been here for, since yeah, 2015, I'm just now learning the name, so that's cool. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it took you seven years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what do you do over here at the hall? I mean, what's your, uh, your, your primary goal? You know, what are you looking for? Um, well, my, my responsibilities are the day-to-day, -day, uh, you know, inner workings of the hall, making sure everybody's doing their jobs making sure people get paid, that kind of stuff. So you just kind of run the show. Um, as a union member, the goal is to expand and, and just basically provide uh, for members. You know, we're here we're as a resource. We're constantly organizing to get more members. Um, you know, and especially when we're talking about BIM, we're, we have a ma major shortage right now. So that's why we went ahead and hired another instructor so we can get more people in here and, and start training from within. It's hard to find them, so we figured we might as well make them. How many instructors do you uh, have over here? Now? Right now, we are up to four, I think. Yeah, we got four. We got Mike, Jimbercat, Tom, and I guess, well, we got three full time instructors, yes. but I mean, Albert's also, he, he's a coordinator, but he can also do the instruction as well. Yeah, and these and are all top tier guys in, of their trades and, yeah. and masters. And yeah. 
got all their little apprentices and they're going to make new masters, huh? That's what we're, that's that's the, that's yeah. the hope. Yeah. I think I think we will. That's awesome. Yeah. So Jeff, he helps us quite a bit too. Um, I mean, we get into a bind, we're bidding against non-union or something. I mean, he'll help us out and get us get us paid regular, you know, and still and still get the work. So oh, that's awesome. I, I call him often. Yeah. And so under Jeff, I mean, the last seven years, you said, I mean, our whole just our membership and union has grown exponentially, so it's been great. It's been doing great at his role. Mm-hmm. I think that, well, I think it's a team effort, but I think a lot of it is just, we just aren't, I, I don't want to say afraid, but we're, we, we're, necessity is dictated that we have to think outside the box rather than just like, oh, this is what we've always done. So, I mean, just the, the, the current like economic environments, even when it was really bad and now it's really good. Um, it's just it's it's given that given us that opportunity to kind of really just start, you know. Okay, now we have a little bit of money to do stuff with, so let's expand on these ideas that we've had. And let's 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 do something different. So um, it's funny because when we go to like industry, like other union conventions and stuff, and we we sit in on these, you know, all the stuff that all these locals are like, oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, and we're like, we've already doing, we're already doing it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, just with little old Arizona, we're over here just like leading the way. So Good it's work, been man. it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, oh, you guys. That's awesome. Yeah, under promise, over deliver, right? That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Don't make a big deal about it because there's more stuff to do. There is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've definitely seen the growth. I mean, I've I've been coming here with Mike going on five, six years now, and yeah, definitely in, in your BIM side, you know, hiring Tom. That's a big move. I mean, this guy knows his stuff, and yep. this whole setup we got going on here with all the equipment. Tom was showing me all the all the stuff you get as a new student. I mean, that's that's huge value right there. And, and I mean, but you can't replace knowledge. And the knowledge, I think, is gonna is a big seller there. And, sure. that's, and that's the beauty of getting some of these instructors, <clears throat> like the other ones too, that have three decades of experience. You know, they who better than them to teach these kids what's going on out there? Yeah. I mean, you can't learn that stuff in the books. A lot of it. So it's kind of it's working out pretty good. Very hands on. Yeah. yeah. But even just going to some of the industries, like I just got back from Sacramento yesterday. Uh, last night I went over Monday, and we're looking at a new fire life safety um, mod- modular model that we can actually bring in inspectors, and we can show them like why fire dampers are really important. And like we've been telling them for years, like we 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 actually train our city inspectors on fire life safety stuff to to try to get them to. Um, we've already got the codes already in place; they're just not enforcing them because they just don't know how important it is. But I looked at this uh, this training module that they got over there that we did through the Western states, which was us, California, and Hawaii, and Nevada, and uh, it was to me, it's like we're building one of those. We're going to do that here because now it, it puts it in front of them where they can see what it is. So what it is, they'll have like a smoke machine blow smoke into the room with the dampers not functioning properly to show firemen and mm. inspectors why you need to make sure these things are pro- functioning properly. Right. That's awesome. to, oh, dude, it was it was yeah. it was impressive. I got right I on. got some. I didn't get any video, but I got, I'll I'll show you guys some of the stuff that we saw. It was really cool. Right on. Super cool. It's gonna be about 150 grand, but we'll fig- we'll figure it out. Yeah. We always do. And this is the kind of stuff you were talking about earlier too, Cody. Like. You don't get this kind of stuff everywhere. You know, no. there's other outfits, they're not gonna train you in that kind of stuff. We're trying to stay on top of all this technology and it just, it pays off for the members. Uh, you're 100% correct. I mean, I went to a trade school to learn how to draw and draft and all that and everything I've learned has been, you know, hands on through Mike and numerous other superintendents from the field. Yeah, That's a grind that's a hard way to learn, you know, the field from a computer screen. So being able to come here and learn it all, I mean, yeah. That, that you can't beat it for sure. An exciting time, like I keep saying, to be an apprentice. Yeah, I know. Look, I wish I was starting. Now. I know. <laughs> of course, I'm, I'm kind of psyched that I'm getting closer to the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> Me and you both. Yeah, <laughs> we all have it in our blood, right? You have family members that were. I'm in third generation. Third generation. Second. Yeah. Second. Second generation. Yeah, my yeah. grandpa was in. My uncle, my cousins, um, Utah, Colorado. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, we bleed yeah. galvanized, right? Yeah. Sheet metal, sheet metal. Yeah. No matter where you do it. So. Yeah. I'm just here for the coffee and the good vibes. <laughs> yeah. So back to that. So again, we teach them some of this stuff, and it goes hand in hand with this. This is the Trimble robotic total station. This is a model 773 in this case. And these contractors, almost all of the big contractors, use this now to lay out hanger points, um, penetrations in the deck, in the walls, even. So. The guy out in the field, the Trimble operator, works hand in hand with the, you know, the CAD guys. It's a concerted effort, 
And these some of these good guys are able to lay out like three to five hundred points a day. Whereas in our day, we were using plumb bobs and chopping lines and marking, and we'd get a couple dozen a day maybe. Mm -hmm. So it's come a long ways, and they didn't have this when I was out in the field. I wish I, they would have. Mm -hmm. But all I can do now is embrace it. And like I said earlier, we've been teaching even journeymen to how to use this so they can fill the calls when a contractor has a call. So very exciting times. So it's basically a robot is what mm -hmm. you're looking at there. You can connect the Stormtrooper helmet to it, right? Yeah, so yeah. what we have there is a hollow lens. <laughs> and, uh, and you guys have one of those as well, right? Yeah, yeah. we do. So, so you just put it on, right? Yeah. So we mic'd it earlier. So this is augmented reality is what he's going to be looking at. And you can view, view your project through this thing. So much like I was showing Navis on the screen here, you could be using that to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And from my understanding, I can put this on and lay out points too. You can lay out points. So I don't have to sit there and look at the tablet and go, oh wait, move an inch, move two more inches. It'll just light up green when I'm on my point. Yeah, mm -hmm. so Boom. he would be eliminating the use of this with that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool stuff. And I can use my hands now, yeah. which is super critical in the field, especially when you're trying to carry this big thing around, right? Yes, then, that goes on there, and it gets cumbersome. Yeah, so yeah. that replaces that. And you get to look cool, and everyone thinks you're like, <laughs> you know, tripping out because you're touching all this stuff in space. You look funny or cool, one of them, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think both. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. But no, that's, again, so this is being gonna be taught here starting September. I mean, not right off the bat, you know, we have, we only get these uh, apprentices for a week at a time, every six weeks, is it? Yep. So we got to teach this type of stuff and our basics. So they won't become a master of any of this in their first year, but we're, we're laying the groundwork. So it's exciting, man. Very exciting, very cool stuff. Well, so I thought I'd set there. this all out. Uh, we touched base on this earlier as well. Me, um, Mike and Jeff didn't get this when we were apprentices. We had to buy all of our own stuff. Mm -hmm. Now when you're a first year apprentice, you get all this stuff handed to you. So we're showing a basic drafting kit. Even though we do stuff on the computer, we still need to learn how to draw by hand. We have a handy dandy cheat sheet, sheet of all these formulas we use. But they even get a whole set of Milwaukee tools. We're partners no with way. Milwaukee yeah. and Lincoln. Dude, I gotta jo rejoin the British. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything. You got the old school delete button. Uh, delete with the eraser, yep. yes. <laughs> Various tools, they get a tool belt, even a welding hood and a jacket and gloves which aren't here all of this as just for signing up as a first year apprentice that's awesome man so we used to share all that stuff when we were apprentices which is pretty gross now. yeah in the age of covid you just can't do that stuff anyway but that's true now everybody eats their own their own setup and their, their own gear so you're not uh, sharing yeah so i think it's good very awesome stuff so again that's your first year and it as an incentive like they say you get to your second year of apprenticeship because we're a five-year apprenticeship it's a, ba uh, what is it, a grade-based apprenticeship. So if you get an A in your class, your tuition is free. So if you really? get a B, mm -hmm. they cover a certain portion. If you get a C, they'll cover less. So it's, it's a more of an incentive to get an A, of course, 90% or better. So you, you go to college. Ones. You go to college, you come out with all this debt, making probably, what, maybe 17 an hour? If you're, yeah. And you're saying you're gonna pay your first year's 19? Yeah, 19, 19 to start. And then and they're not coming out with that if they just what, show up to, to school and do their work? Mm -hmm. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's it. And they're going to turn out at the current rate of, let's say, $40 plus an hour with yeah. no debt, yeah. making eighty dollars to $100,000 a year. Yeah, right now so, with all the hours that they're working, we're just doing some math. And you got guys that are going to be out at Facebook and TSMC that are going to be making almost $200,000 a year. Yeah, more. <laughs> because the, with the incentives and everything else, it's insanity. Wow. Because we're being 4082, and then I think they're talking at uh, one of the car auto plants, they're looking at doing $10 over scale. So uh, the, the minimum right now is $5 over scale because they just can't get the workforce. So it's, 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 uh, it's, it's tough to stay in this office right now. You, I was going to say, you might need another instructor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going. I'm heading, I'm heading I still, out. Yeah. I still have my tools. I said, well, I'm waiting for the day when I walk in the office and everybody's gone yeah. with resignation <laughs> letters on their, on their desks. So what happens if, if the guy quits? He gets all this stuff and then he, he leaves. Um, in a certain time, he has to turn it back in. Yeah. Oh, okay. We actually, yeah, because they're, they're all so they sign like iPads, the yeah, Exactly. They do their, uh, they get their uh, education loan agreement, so that's part of it. If they do leave, they're going to return right. a certain amount of stuff. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, so you can't just come down here if you want free tools. You got to actually <laughs> yeah. want to be a big guy and, you know. Yeah. 
or or is she a metal worker? Mm -hmm. But yeah. and actually, I didn't have that. So good thing you mentioned that. They also get an iPad. I mean, that's amazing. Really? Yeah. That's their iPad. Damn. So that's very cool stuff. Wow. So yeah, then the next piece of technology we're using here is a scanner, and I believe you guys mentioned you had the same one. Yeah, this we is have the, the Faro S70. S70, yeah. So what we use this for is, let's say you go into an existing building, and you don't have any digital information about it, you can set this up, you can take a scan of it, and then bring it to your computer, and then you can model your revisions around it. You can even put this up above the ceiling and let it do its thing. You know, it's a, another awesome piece of equipment. How do you guys use it? About the same thing? We do the same, and then something we've started getting into that you might want to think about teaching is, is scan to BIM and taking that point cloud and then modeling, you know, architectural, all existing, whatever, you know, whatever we, we need to okay. coordinate around. Um, That's another service you guys offer? Scan to BIM, yeah. Nice. So yeah, take the point cloud and create a model out of it in Revit. Yeah, one of our guys, uh, Nick, I think he did a scan of his house and then he just bought his first house, did a scan of it, and then he drew it in Revit. Mm -hmm. uh, That's you know, Cabinets and all, so that yeah. thing's awesome. And like you, you were talking about Navisworks earlier, you basically take the, the point cloud, bring it into Navisworks. I mean, our, a lot of the large semiconductor companies out here doing uh, BIM, that's what they use. It's huge, so. Awesome. So that's another thing about technology. When I got my house, I measured everything by hand with a tape measure, drew it up because I thought that would be cool, and this would save that whole process. So, yeah, very cool. So then we got one more piece of technology over here. If you guys can make your way move over, together, move together. So what we have here is a mobile CAD station. It's a field technology center. So the guys just call it the FTC. And basically, you have a computer down here, and you have this CAD software in this case, Navis. And the bigger companies will set this up on their projects so that the guys can go to it and use it as another tool, just like their snips, their hammer. They can do field coordination. Let's say they're, uh, like I said earlier, they're flying around and they, they're trying to see why their duct is hitting some electrical that's up above the ceiling. A lot of times the, the conduit's hung in the wrong spot or something. This is just another tool to for the guys to use instead of calling the office. Let's say they can't get a hold of somebody and saying, why is this happening? They can use this. The CAD guys will give them the latest model. And again, it's just another tool that we didn't have when we were younger. Mm -hmm. So the, most of the contractors have a bigger version of this. You know, we did a smaller version to teach on, but same concept. So again, just another cool tool at our disposal. So this is something that a lot of contractors utilize and you kind of just show the new guys that this is what they may or may not be using in a field environment for, for, for BIM? That's what we do. And I mean, we'll actually have them come over here, do some hands-on and I'll show them, hey, there's a collision here. Why is this happening? And then they'll compare it to our CAD model mm. and say, oh, that's why, because one of them is in the wrong spot. So then when they do get to the field, they'll, you know, even if it's a year later, they might be like, oh, I remember how to do this. And they can even show some of the older journeymen that have never been exposed to this. Hey, here's how you use this other tool at our disposal. Mm, mm. Pretty cool stuff. Definitely. I think I prefer the office though when it's 100 degrees outside. You know. It's a dry heat, Cody. We talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We just came from New York and 66 felt like 95. Oh, yeah. Man. They're like, why are you sweating? You're from Arizona. I'm like, yeah, because I'm from Arizona. We don't sweat that. It dries by the time you produce. The heat actually feels pretty good here. I think. Yeah, yeah. Like coming out of the airplane, I was like, this is the kind of heat I like. Yeah, we do have it made. Yeah. But we're full. Don't move here if you don't move here already. I was in D.C. for training last week as well. Same thing. Walking yeah. around, just sweating. But yeah. Florida, Florida in July and August is pretty, pretty Same awesome. thing. <laughs> well, speaking it's like of... Breathing through, it's like breathing yeah. through a wet towel. It's just gross. Yeah. I'll take this heat any day. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's not bad. Speaking of sweating, though, should we go see what they're sweating up in the... Let's do that. Shop? Let's do that. So here we're now. We're in the sheet metal shop. You know, we're showing you the technology side of things, but we are sheet metal workers first and foremost. So everybody, even if they take the BIM-based curriculum that's being offered soon, they still need to know how to make basic fittings. So right now, right now the current students are making this square throat elbow, the most basic of fittings. And it started off with just like a blank piece of metal like that, flat piece of metal. They lay it out using the latest, you know, they're just basic, layout tools 
and then put it together. We, we use all the shop equipment. You know, what you're seeing here is a Pittsburgh. They need to know how to do that. It's just basic craftsmanship right there. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is more the, this gets you more into the how, like, and, and, you know, the why you do what you do in there. This yeah. Is, you know, so this, I think this all leads up to basically why you end up in the, when you get into the BIM, they already know what they're dealing with and they know, like, what's actually going to work. And because, you know, a lot of guys think you, you can do anything on a computer and, and you pretty much can. But you have to know what's actually going to be feasible in real life. Like if you're going to choke an elbow way down or, you know, just do some crazy twist fitting that's never going to work. Or, you know, an offset that's offsets 18 inches and six, you know, it's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll cut know, it so down. Just <laughs> it's definitely better to know this. This will make you a better BIM guy. It'll make you a better field guy. You know, if, if you don't know the shop already, it'll make you... A lot of times, you know, guys in the field even, they'll need a fitting made real quick. And all they have is a flat piece of metal, so they need sure. to come out and cut an offset or something, yeah. you know, out of the trailer or whatever. So, true. When was the last time you made your own fitting, Mike? <laughs> um, so, yeah, at Gore in Flagstaff, Kevin Huber. I was working for Kevin Huber, and we were working above the ceiling. Another story. I'm not going to go there, but um, <clears throat> we needed an offset. So he, because I worked in the sheet metal shop before, he had me go down and, you know, out in the grass, cut a piece of metal. And make make a, an offset for him. So you're such a badass, dude. <laughs> just I could picture you in the grass right there, yeah. just smoking, making some sheet metal cuts, banging it up. Uh -huh. We all we all learned it. Yeah, yeah. we all learned it in the apprenticeship awesome. here. So yeah, I just cut <clears throat> my hand open. That's how that would end. But you're definitely right. The importance of that, because I was the guy making the crazy twist fittings and, and transitions, and you know he had to teach me 30 degrees, the rules, all the different yeah. stuff. And yeah. There's so much to process. You know, you have to have a certain mind to understand that. So being able to see it hands-on, it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I like it. You get your time map radiuses and stuff like that. You just got to know that kind of stuff. And yeah. It's just stuff that we learn. You just don't forget it. No, you don't. Yeah, and it is cool to just start, like I said, with a flat piece of metal, use this various shop equipment, and end up with something like this. And we're mm -hmm. one of the only trades that actually does that. Yeah. yeah a lot of, like, you look at a lot of different trades, that, yeah, especially the mechanical stuff, everything they do is they buy it off the shelf. And here, you know, ours starts in flat metal in a shop. It's made and installed. So uh, back in the day, it, it would have been cool. It was before my time. It would have been cool to work for, you know, these other, like my little brother used to work for a company, Thomas. Mm -hmm. They used to, you know, he'd go out and measure the job, go to the shop and make it, and go install, install it. it. Yeah. I never, never had that opportunity. That, that would, would be pretty cool. sweet. Uh, even uh, Bel Air, when they were smaller, used to do that. A few of the guys. Just, just with worse tools. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Thomas was probably pretty bad on tools, too. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, we even have behind you here, we have a soldering station. So that's, you know, a small portion of our trade here. But when you do pans or gutters, using light gauge metal, it's not feasible to weld, so you solder. So that's a, that's a part of being a sheet metal worker right there. Why is it all rusted, though? It's a lost art. <laughs> it's definitely a lost art, yeah. It's all rusted because of the nasty chemicals involved. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, leave that, you leave that. Un unscrewed for yeah. so for a couple hours, it'll rust real quick. You don't right. see soldering much anymore. Or is that just in the sheet metal trade? Or uh, well, when we do the, when we do solder at this point, we're not using iron so much anymore. I mean, they're, you know, they're using newer technology, but that's usually more of an architectural thing. Mm -hmm. um, and just in Arizona, for whatever reason, our contractors don't do a lot of that. But if you go to like you know, you go back east. That there's a lot of them. That's all they do, yeah. and, they, and they do a lot of this kind of work. And they'll still even whip this stuff out periodically just because they know how to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll make it watertight or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so that's our sheet metal shop. And the oldest break on the planet, oh, evidently. You gotta, yeah, that's yeah. what a break used to look like. <laughs> that looks like something I'd see in my grandmother's farm back in the day. <laughs> I think it's, that's where we got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's well, I think that's gonna be a. That's gonna be like a an art project, I think. We're gonna yeah. turn that into a piece and get it all fixed up and revitalize and put it over in our hall. Yeah, it'll be a nice, a nice looking uh, just an just an old memorabilia type of nostalgia that you got. So history, yeah, yeah. yeah. right, history. Yep. But yeah, with that, we'll go to our next. Uh, we'll go to the tab lab next. Yeah. So where are we, Tom? What is this room? Okay, right. so now we're. Oh, sorry there, Cody. So now we're over here in the tab lab, which is testing and balancing. And so 
a little bit of nostalgia like Mike was saying earlier. This is where we actually went to apprenticeship, me, Mike, and Jeff. We didn't yeah. have that building over there. So we sat here and made it all happen. All that shop work equipment you saw over there was crammed over here. We did drafting over here. We laid out fittings. We did it all right here and we made it work. But since then we've converted this into a tab lab so guys can practice and can't they get certified over here? Absolutely. Man? On testing and balancing. It's quite the certification process, but we're a, a certified facility to be able to do that. So we give them, what we did is give them various examples on ductwork and even the piping over here, water, so they could practice their, what they do. You know, they have hoods, whatever else. I'm not too hip on the whole testing and balancing thing, but we gave them a nice facility to do their thing. I think it goes into like some of the fire protection stuff. You got your fire smoke dampers. We've got the fire panel up on the wall over here, which is actually nicer than our actual fire panel for the building. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so, true. But, uh, you know, and that's complete mock-up. Everything you see in here is all, usually there's a, there's a computer actually right in here. It used to just sit on a table, but there's a computer in here yeah. that runs everything in this room. is done computer-wise, but we're one of a handful of uh, apprenticeships in the country that actually certifies people. So we get people from all over the country coming here to do their certifications. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. One thing I definitely noticed, I think it's super cool and important for people to see is in a BIM world, there's all the different ways you, you've shown how Unistruct and, and can be utilized and pipe or duct or uh, projectors can be supported. I mean, you yeah. got your Unistrut hanging trapeze from those two, that one's trapeze from there. You're utilizing beam clamps here for your fire. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. you got the strut on the wall there for the conduit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a perfect infield example of how it should be done. And, I mean, even there with your with your pipes, that's yeah. so clean. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I like I like that you got pipe and electrical everything up in there. I mean, yeah. you got pipe running to the VAVs and everything. That's cool. Even down to the colored jackets. Yeah, right? I like that because it's, it, I mean, that was just a stroke of genius there. I I didn't even think of it. You never see that like that out in the field. Yeah. But this, you know, usually you're just looking at the color of the stickers and the labels and stuff. And he went ahead and had these done so you knew exactly what we were looking at, what it was doing. Like the, you know, if you get hot water, cold water, chill water, whatever you got. So. That's cool. Um, it's a little you bit of a point of ceiling. personal pride for me is my uh, my older brother. He got into the apprenticeship after I did. He actually built most of this in here. He did uh, most of this work. That's right. He, him and another guy, Jeff Mosquito, did most of the work. So. Really, yeah. Jeff? Yeah, Jeff Mosquito and uh, my brother Scott. Okay. Yeah. So that was uh, and he was in here. He's captain meticulous when it came to this. I was like, you better be. <laughs> You're gonna have yeah. no machine metal workers around looking at your stuff. Right, that's awesome. Yeah, And that's what we try to do in this small space. We gave them different examples of how we do stuff. You can see just right here, we have square taps, round taps, boot taps, different types of registers. Mm -hmm. I think Cody was gonna point out, we even got a nice uh, ceiling grid in here. Mm -hmm. And it shows the different types of diffusers and registers. And I mean, we pretty much crammed in everything we use in one little space. Yeah, it's impressive, honestly. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. I've seen, I've been in several tab labs across the country and I can tell you this one, I haven't seen one better than this. Yeah. Not really? even close. Um, and, every, and when you get guys coming in here from like large locals like St. Louis, they're, they're pretty impressed with their own tab lab, which it's a nice tab lab, don't get me wrong, but the work's not nearly as clean. Even the stuff that Bel Air's plumbers did over here, everything was super clean. They did a really good job. Um, but yeah, they, when they saw it, they're like, man, we, we got some work to do. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. I love it, man. This, yeah. this, is, this is nice. But I mean, it, it literally, it's anything and everything that you're gonna do in a testing adjustment and balancing, you know, scenario, it, it's in here. So it's, you know, I mean, we've got, a, we've, we've got a really good apprenticeship program here. We've got, uh, we just got our accreditation. So I don't know if Albert probably already told you, but yeah. we just earned a platinum accreditation, which we, we've been gold for a while. So we've always done well there, but to get a platinum is, is that's not, not something they just hand out. So there's a- No, that's awesome, man. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. Very cool. nice. So, like you said, I think they've done a bang up job over here and keep doing it. That's all I got to say. Looking good, doing man. It. Good job. Yeah, so that's the Tab Lab. Yes, sir. Uh, accredited facility. This is our fire life safety for fire smoke dampers and fire dampers. Basically, just the importance of what, you know, what these are in a building. So, essentially, what these do is if, a, if, a, if you get a, like, there's a fire damper here, it's got a fusible link in it. If a fire starts and you get the heat in here, this will melt at a certain temperature and it's this will drop, a curtain will drop, and it'll stop oxygen. For like if the fire's over on this side of the wall, oxygen will not be feeding into that, that side of the wall anymore. So, you, so you've got failed to close drop. and failed to open. So failed to close, 
is like when you when it fails, it closes to keep from feeding a fire. When it opens, it's on an exhaust system getting that smoke out. So it's evacuating all the smoke out. That's why these are important to make sure that they do exactly what they need to be doing when, because along the fire corridor, that's going to your first responders can't get in if there's nothing but smoke in there, mm -hmm. and, and people can't get out. Mm -hmm. So that's why you know it's a sterile pressurization, fire dampers, all that stuff really plays in. Takes it's a major thing you got to have in here. So what we have is a bunch of examples of things that are done wrong, so that students can see like this is you don't do this. And uh, you know we go up to like like we're going to the Green Heck facility who actually makes these fire dampers, Ruskin Green Heck. There's some other ones, but those are the main ones we use. But we were I was up there five or six years ago with Albert. And they've got a big, like, solid wall that they've got with, like, every kind of damper. And they're all supposed to be in there installed right. And we were looking at them, and Albert found <laughs> one that, and these are the manufacturers, that they did incorrectly. Really? And they've been showing people this, and no one had ever caught it. They're like, it's been there for years, no one's ever seen that. And now it's like, you can't do that. You can't do that. And the guy's like, oh, my God. And he was probably so cocky about it, too. <laughs> no, right? oh, he, he, yeah. he's still talking about it. Oh, i got to ask him. <laughs> i got to hear this story. I can't believe you didn't bring it up. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's, there's just there's a bunch of different nuances. Like, they had a, when theirs, I think, what they had was a, when, when you do a fire damper, it, it goes through a studded wall. Well, the studs have to be solid around it. Mm -hmm. And that's when it had the holes in the, in the stud. He's like, oh, you can't have that. So, and, of course, he's, he'll never let him forget it. I'm sure it'll come up when we go up there and. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, he's gonna look for it. <laughs> so, so you can have a perfectly fire rated building, the walls are fire rated, everything in the shaft, but if that one piece of equipment fails, it, that, that all goes out the it, window. It, it all matter. goes out the window. Pretty yeah, that's pretty critical. Yeah, so, I mean, and that's what we're trying to explain to the you know that's why we educate the city inspectors on why they need to be looking at these things. But I, that's where that other module that I was just talking about comes into play is that'll actually show them exactly why these are important. Like what happens when one fails. And why you don't want to be walking into that building, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then even like even in that module even has like stairwell pressurization where you can't even open a door right. with just a, a slight adjustment in pressure, you can't open a door. So if somebody was trying to get out of a building and there's a fire behind them and they go to that door and they can't open it, well they're going to stop because they're like, oh something must be there. I must not be able to go there. And they're going to try to find another way out. Well that was the way out. They just can't get out now. Right. So it's. Uh, yeah, it's scary. Things to think about. I think uh, the MGM Grand Fire, I think, taught a lot of people lessons, but it's, it's, it's sad to say we forget. You know, they lost, what, almost 100 people in that fire? Bad news. Due to, due to a bad damper. Yeah, they had yeah. bad dampers, and they, well, they had a bunch. There was a, there was a, I mean, it was a myriad of, of failures. Although um, it was bad stairwells, uh, pressurization, there's dampers that weren't working. There's, and what it is is they'll be installed correctly, generally. But maintenance guys will come through there because something's not working right or something. So, and they'll go like, oh, well, this thing closed. Well, instead of like looking at the actuator, finding out what happened, they'll prop it open and then put a stick in it or a screw and oh, then it'll never work. And I mean, oh, I, was, I did work at uh, Chandler Regional Hospital and out of 300 that we inspected, they fell at an 85% rate. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Especially so, a hospital. Not good. We we replaced the we literally replaced eighty five percent of the first three hundred, and they put they they were like okay well we're done we're not gonna look at these anymore. I was like yeah we'll just pretend it's not happening. Dang. But it was it was like two by fours holding up the damper, screws shot in there. You'd uh, undo the linkage, prop it open. You're just like wow. this is it was crazy. How often are they inspected, or are they not? Is that the issue? It's supposed to be inspected in a hospital every four years, which I don't understand that because in a regular building, it's supposed to be every year. Mm -hmm. But in hospitals, they, they only do it every four years, which to me seems like that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's because there's, <laughs> again, this is going to sound really silly, but because there's so many in a hospital. Have you ever done a hospital, ever worked in one? It's there's so many of them. It mm -hmm. seems like I get the expense, but I mean, if you just had a guy do it, you could put a guy in staff that knows what he's looking at. He can just do that for a job yeah. for his yeah, career. Time. You know, and once he gets to the other end of the hospital, just come on back and start over again. But yeah, man. You know, and another beauty of this board here is even going back to the modeling, it's nice for the modelers, like me and Cody talked about earlier, to be able to see how these actually should be installed. You know, they're set distances, they need to be far, you know, from the wall. You gotta have your angles on there and you gotta plan that when you're modeling your ductwork. Yeah. So it kind of gives you a nice visual of that. Yeah, I mean, I was always that guy that tried to run the pipe, you know, right here and you <laughs> exactly. got that. Oh, your duct's only this big, you know, I'm, I fit, <laughs> you know. 
There's an accelerator on yeah, it. Too. And then right. The opening in the wall has got to be a certain size, and yeah, you know, yeah. it's all based off of the spec provided by the damper, though. You don't just yeah. There's it. a UL rating that tells you, you know it's an eighth inch per linear foot, so you got to have that much space all the way around it, so they can put the right amount of fire cocking in there and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, and that's a lot of guys will think like, oh, you just set it on the bottom. Well, no, you got to actually mm -hmm. you got to hang it so where it's not touching on the bottom or the, on the top or the sides. It's got to be actually in there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I've had guys, and it was it was amazing to me, and that's why I, we've taken. Like ever since I got on staff, this was kind of my my pet project because when we were, I was out in the field and I started working at hospitals. The last two big jobs I was on was in the hospitals, and I was just alarmed at how many of our guys didn't know how to install a fire damper correctly. And it was like you guys realize these are like seriously important. Right. And so I every one of these comes with their UL direct the, the UL rating and, and the directions on how to put them in there. So every guy that was doing dampers, I would actually highlight all the information they needed to know and I would hand it to them so they'd have it with them. And you know, still there would be some mix-ups, but it seemed to alleviate some of the problems. So I think education was just the key to get let, let them know now and really dwell on it. So when they leave, they know. Yeah, no, education of the importance is mm -hmm. key, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't think I ever gave away a penetration for a damper without checking with you first. Even a, <laughs> a, you know, air handle on a roof, any penetration. I think yeah. quality control checking, make sure you know, always having someone check your work. Mm -hmm. No matter how long you've been doing it, how good you are. Yeah. Yes. We we always say it's it's not a mistake unless it leaves the office a mistake, and then it's serious, right? Because right. it gets yeah. to the field, it could be thousands of dollars or lives. Um, but if if we or if lives. we take that, oh yeah, <laughs> if we take that extra step and make sure everything's done correctly in the office, then it'll be it'll be good. We'll head to the weld. In case you guys have not met her yet before, uh, we have the one and only Carly in the house with us. She's usually hiding behind the camera, but we got her here today. She's going to try out some welding with us. And, uh, I think, Tom, you're going to show her how to do the, the virtual weld and then maybe some real welding? Yeah, so, oh, what's, yeah, so what's going on? We're in the actual weld classroom. This is where they actually learn about the nuts and bolts of welding, maybe a little soldering and brazing demonstrations. But first, yeah, the students will have this virtual welder. Again, that's another thing me, Mike, and Jeff did not have. But it kind of gives you a, the practice and theory on how to weld before we go to the weld shop. So it's literally a virtual welder. It shows, you know, you can have different backgrounds. So this is showing we're on, on some iron work. This is going to be, we're, we're using 7018 rod, eighth inch. We got MLP in here. And so we're going to be not filling this gap, but we're going to be laying a root pass, root pass on here. And so this is going to, what it's going to do is gauge her position, arc length, work angle, travel angle, and travel speed. So generally we have the students, they need to get a score of 90 or better before they can go to the weld, actual weld shop. So we're going to see how Carly does here. See so if I can do it. What you have here is an actual like stinger if you were out in the field. And this auto adjusts like your burning rod. So it gives you that whole, uh, your whole feel of actually burning rod. So you can see here, she's filling in that, not filling it in, but laying a root pass right there. This is showing how she's doing. Pretty good. Actually really good. And then she's completed her root pass. So we end pass and she got an 85. Excellent. Hey, Carly. That's Tom. very good. Look at that work angle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this wow. is showing all the colors mean something. That means straight down the line. That's, that's good stuff right there. The hardest one, yeah, is the yellow, is the arc length. That's just uh, being able to do it all day, every day. Those guys get dialed in on that, just like anything. Yeah, most of the sound, they hear it. The sound, yeah, but 85. Probably you set the bar high. Yeah, so now we'll have, who else wants to try it yeah, now? Yeah, somebody's got to beat me. I'll try it. All right, so now we'll have Cody try it. Uh -oh. So I'm going to reset the stinger here. You'll see that this goes automatically back out, like we're putting a whole new stick of rod in there. Okay, new coupon and it's right. ready to go. Got my hood on. It's got his hood on. <laughs> you put your elbow down. Oh, I see. That might help. 
So like striking a match at first. Yeah. Where's he going? There he goes. Okay, so now we'll end, see what he got here. Had a couple blips, looks like my EKG I got the other day. <laughs> 82. Carly, that's you got it. That's respectable. Yeah, you know. Very respectable. Do better each time, right? Yeah. yeah. Like earlier when we were in here playing around, I got a 70 something, so. It's yeah, it's true. Better. So Carly jumped up like 20 points. She's gonna be a pro here. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you uh, wanna join the apprenticeship. And you do some welding. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, you know, as you can see, it's a very cool thing where you're not actually burning rod and using consumables. We're able to just do this so they get the basic theory before they go out next door. And we partnered enough with Lincoln for all this stuff, kind of like we did Milwaukee for the tools and they've helped us out. Yeah, Vern Lewis and Lincoln, absolutely. Yeah. They give us first crack at the, at the equipment when they get it. Yeah. So we get a, we get a substantial discount on it, so it's nice. Very nice. And there, yeah. Mike's just walking around with the camera showing off the whole, the whole shop right here. Yeah. So there's some finished product that some of the students have done. It's those little U-shaped ones. That's where they've done a bend test on the structural weld. You have to do that bend test without the without your weld cracking. Really? And, uh, and that's when what they do is like that weld that you just did, mm -hmm. they'll fill up that entire <laughs> gap in a vertical position. Going, yeah, and you're always welding uphill. You start like bottom over to top. Yeah, it sounds like lovely. that stuff up there. Yeah, it's it sounds like it's probably a craft of its own. It is. No, it yeah, is. No, definitely. So one of our other instructors here is actually a CWI, which is a certified weld instructor. He's nationally accredited, and people come from all over to be certified by him. Really? So that's another boom to our our hall. We've never had that before. Yeah. Definitely. We used to have to go elsewhere to get certified, so we have that now at our disposal. Yeah, you want to head next door? Oh, this is the real deal now. Yeah, so this is the real deal, so I'll go get that hood, but unless somebody else can get it. Who's not all I mic'd can't. up? Are you mic'd? In that jacket, maybe. Are we going right now? Okay, so now we're in our different, we're actually in the weld shop. This is actually the same from when me, Mike, and Jeff went. It hasn't changed. And this is where the students get to practice their welding. So right here we have a MIG welder. We have stick over there. We have TIG, you know. So we can do all different types of metal. So we're going to have Carly here practice this. Again, this is a MIG welder. It's a wire welder. That's tight. Somebody tighten those. There we go. You got it? Don't go in. That's good. Okay. Don't look at that. And then, yep. Yeah, exactly. I'll do this around the corner. I wonder if I can get. And so, what you're going to do, you've got the theory now before. You're kind of holding this like you were before. But on this one, it's wired. So, you're going to be pushing a button. Okay. And you'll see it start to arc in your thing. And you're going to be trying to work that puddle across here. And you can kind of go back and forth, or you can just kind of pull it. But you're going to see a molten lava of metal, and you're just going to try to pull it across like this. So make sure your helmet's down before you start. Yeah. But get up close to it, know where you're at, and then and you and then you, what you can do. Well, I think you can see through this hood, right? Oh, you can. Yeah. Yeah, because it's auto darkening. Oh. It's come a long way since the old days. Right. Right. Yeah. On. So you can so you can get over here, and now you can put the hood down. Okay, so you're going to take this right here, and you're going to kind of hold it at an angle to it. Like this? Kind of like that, yeah, and get, they get a little bit closer, and then you push the button and it'll start arcing. Yeah, don't be scared. <laughs> and then you just kind of drag it across. 
It's going by the sound, like Jeff was sound, saying. It sounds like a frying bacon. That's good. But first time, she's got two pieces of metal to stick together. See? It's not coming apart. Dang. Got some penetration there. So you actually welded two pieces of metal together. You nice. can take it home, put it on the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's basic welding. Does uh, Cody or Mike want to try this? No, no. Okay. Well, I mentioned earlier, I'll find a way to take my hand off. So. <laughs> yeah, they need me. They need these. I got you. But anyway, so that's, again, wire welding. We do stick welding. We have a TIG welding. Not quite set up for that for today, but that gives you the basic idea. All right, welcome back to the CAD lab. I think we lost uh, Al. We did, he's, yeah. Recruiting more apprentices. Yeah. Mike's hiding behind the camera. Carly's back behind the camera. It's he's, just me and you, Cody. It's just me and you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm tired. I'm ready for lunch. I think Tom is too. So I'll let him wrap it up with a quick closing and get out of here. So yeah, we just gave you guys a tour of everything we're offering here. I mean, it's a little bit of everything. Hopefully we piqued some interest. I'm glad you guys were here. Thanks to MLP and Mike, we've had a good partnership going and hopefully we continue along with Cody and hopefully you guys had fun. Yeah, definitely. Don't forget to like, follow, share and subscribe. You guys have a good day. Peace out.